Welcome to the ConderVultures.com podcast with your host, Peter Zalewski, a Miami real estate broker, Wall Street consultant, and expert witness. This podcast is focused on identifying real estate buying opportunities in the South Florida condo market, Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. The ConderVultures.com podcast is not authorized by the South Florida real estate industry and will most likely annoy many of the region's talking heads. This podcast will feature straight talk and salty language that could be offensive to some. Please remember that part that past investment success does not determine future gains, especially in the South Florida's volatile condo market. For more information, please visit condovultures.com. Welcome to the Condo Vultures Podcast. I'm Peter Zalewski, the host. For this podcast episode, which is number 36, what we're going to do is we're going to provide an educational overview, a practical guide, if you will, for foreign nationals who might be um, interested in investing in uh, South Florida real estate, especially those who are focused on the Miami condo market, which if you don't know, is uh, struggling mightily, mightily. Uh, Part of it has to do with an oversupply. The other part has to do with uh, this... um, some movement away from high-rise living with high-density 500 units, 750 people uh, in a building during a pandemic to suddenly single-family house market. So everybody uh, vacates and, and leaves and flees the condo towers. Many of them are going into single-family houses. So that's creating all types of opportunities for investors who are willing to sort of go long or take a, um, a positive approach on the condos ultimately in South Florida uh, rebounding. So if you were a foreign uh, investor, you've been thinking about coming to South Florida, you want to invest, maybe you have. Um, you, it's one thing to say you this is what you want to do. It's another thing to actually go through the steps to get it done. So what we're going to deal with in this particular podcast is all the steps that are necessary in order to build your infrastructure administratively so you can uh, abide by all of the rules and regulations that are required um, here in the United States. So who do I have on the, uh, on the um, podcast? I have a woman who is has been an accountant for 30 years, did 15 years in Colombia, another 15 years, at least 15 years uh, in South Florida. Her name is Luz Mary Montez, um, and she set up a company that is called Accounting Global Solutions. What Accounting Global Solutions does is effectively provide all your backroom uh, operations, everything from accounting, bookkeeping, payroll, that type of stuff. Um, now, what's going to be interesting about this conversation is we're going to talk about timeline, we're going to talk about costs, we're going to talk about what does it actually take uh, if you decide to come to South Florida and invest as a foreign national, some of the complications ranging from the uh, U.S. Foreign Investment and Real Property Tax Act to just the idea of how do you get your money from a foreign country into a U.S. bank, act, uh, into a U.S. bank, given all the anti-money laundering um, regulations that are in place in the United States. So very interesting, fascinating conversation. Uh, Luce has a very um, uh, uh, interesting perspective and make sure you stick around to the end of the uh, podcast because what you're going to do is you're going to uh, hear her three top three tips as to what every foreign investor ought to keep in mind uh, before investing in the United States and or South Florida. Now, during the podcast, Luce uh, did not mention her website, so let me just throw it out there for you. It's accountingglobalsolutions.com, accountingglobalsolutions.com. Otherwise, you can find her on LinkedIn or anything, uh, and also if you have uh, questions. So, uh, if you want to send us a comment, please feel free to send an email to inquiry at condovultures.com, I-N-Q-U-I-R-Y at condovultures.com. All that being said, fasten the seatbelt, lean back, and enjoy. Are you a primary user or real estate investor who's in the market for a discounted South Florida condo? Are you searching in the markets of greater downtown Miami, Miami Beach north to Sunny Isles Beach, Hollywood north to Fort Lauderdale, or anywhere else east of I-95 in the Tri-County, South Florida region? 
If so, the buyer brokers at Condor Vultures Realty are here to assist you. Condor Vultures Realty is a licensed Florida brokerage that was established in 2006 to assist educated buyers in identifying, negotiating, and purchasing units at a discounted price. To speak with a buyer broker at Condor Vultures Realty, please call 305-865-5859 or visit our website, condovulturesrealty.com. Welcome back to the Condo Vultures Podcast. This is Peter Zalewski, the host. We are going to have a very interesting conversation today. It's going to be a real estate player profile. One of this is effectively a one-on-one conversation that I'm having with somebody in South Florida, someone who's uh, related to South Florida, someone who knows about South Florida, real estate, and the economy. And what are we talking about today? We're talking about accounting. I know, I know, I know. You're saying accounting. I don't really give a shit about that. There's other things I'm concerned about. I don't care about accounting. Well, let me just tell you, I got someone on uh, pretty interesting, um, especially if you are a foreign national. And our audience is all over the world. We're going uh, everywhere from Bangladesh over to um, Sydney, uh, over to uh, Tel Aviv, to Prague, to Buenos Aires, to Toronto. So we're basically all over the world. And there's a lot of people who are listening to this podcast because they want to know about real estate and they're thinking about maybe buying something here. And uh, once they buy a property, what the hell do they do? How do they get it organized? How do they get it structured? There's a lot of confusion about that. So what I want to do is I want to talk to somebody who knows about foreign nationals uh, setting up shop in South Florida for when they buy their property, they buy the real estate, or they set up their life. So who do I have? I have somebody who owns her own business. She's got uh, effectively 30 years in the accounting industry, half of it down in Columbia, the other half up here in the United States. Uh, she lives in Boca Raton. She has her own company. She's the president, the founder, the CEO. It's called Accounting Global Solutions. What's her name? Luz Montez. Luz, are you there? Yes. Hello, Peter. How are you doing? Thank doing you for the well. invitation. <laughs> no, no, it's my pleasure. Thanks for agreeing to come on the podcast because, um, you know, I, wanted to sh- I, want, I want you to share some of the information you know about uh, this very interesting and important sector because I think the audience is really going to benefit from uh, all your know-how and experience. And thank you to the audience to be here with us this tonight. Thank you. Now, 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 Luz, everybody, well, let me give you the rule of engagement, or let me tell you what I want to do. I want to do three 20-minute segments with you. The first 20 minutes is going to be about you, so the audience knows who you are, uh, what your company does. The second 20 minutes, I want to talk about sort of what are some of the trends going on, what's happening. Uh, you got the economy, you got a presidential election, you had a pandemic. All of this is having an impact on businesses, um, immigration, a variety of different things. And then finally, I want to use the final 20 minutes to um, get an idea of what you see sort of coming down the pike. And it's very difficult to predict right now because, again, the pandemic and presidential election. So um, I, how does that sound? Does that work for you? Yeah, that works for me. All right, fantastic. And we, we have one rule of engagement. Um, we, per, uh, we ask for straight talk, and we permit salty language. Uh, that's another way of saying cursing. So if you need to curse and if you let something slip, which I know you're a proper professional, you will not do it. But if you hear me do it, um, you know, and the audience expects it. We have a lot of developers. We have investors. We have bankers. And many of them have terrible mouths based on my experience. Uh, so, so just want you to feel free. Okay? Is that cool? That's, okay. That's good. <laughs> all right. All right. So, so, so Luz, uh, first and foremost, um, uh, nobody is from South Florida, and if they are from South Florida, I call them a unicorn because they don't exist. Um, where, where are you from originally, and, uh, and, and how did you get to South Florida? Okay. Uh, I'm from Colombia, South America. Uh, I arrived at the United States in 2001. Okay, wow. I'm an accountant okay. uh, from Pontificia Universidad Javeriana in Bogotá, Colombia, but I have attended 
accounting school here in Florida Atlantic University. Oh, FAU, okay. Uh, Yes, I you. Uh, at the beginning, I worked in H&R Block preparing personal taxes and then worked for about 15 years here in the tower telecommunications industry where I managed the acquisition process and the leasing process because most of these companies um, are in the real estate investment trust industry, the REITs, our REIT companies. Oh, so you're, so you're, you're, de you're dealing with REITs then, uh, quite a few REITs. That's primarily been your experience. Yes, correct. Okay. I, okay, I came to the United States with my family, and then I worked for about 15 years, and I decided to have a sabbatical year when the pandemic came, and okay. then I decided to found Accounting Global Solutions to serve the investors and entrepreneurs that come to South Florida. They are coming to do investment here, and we are making sure we support them with the Bookkeeping, payroll, sales taxes, preparing the income taxes, and also we help them uh, to do the incorporation of the company in the state of Florida. We have experience, so, and we and we make things very easy for the investors. Got it, got it, got it. Now, 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 your typical type of client with your company and as Accounting Global Solutions, typical client is what? It's an individual who maybe wants to buy a condo and have it as an investment or somebody who maybe wants to come here set up a business it's somebody who's uh uh, uh you know uh, got a green card and is coming here and needs to set up their operation can, can you just sort of talk about generally speaking who you're trying to serve and who your customers are or your clients are like uh, we serve a lot of investors uh, people uh, that come from other countries and come and buy a, a condo here but okay. they need and we in order to have the condo um, to keep the expenses and the rental income we need to track we need to track yep. everything is document have been documented and they yep. need to keep like a accounting books then they they find us and we help them from the beginning all the process we help them to get them an identification number that is a number like equivalent to the in in for the foreign people like the social security but it's like yep. a number that the IRS needs they can use this number to open a bank account with using also their passport and we help them to do the to write the articles of the incorporation for the company yep. we recommend them what type of companies they can um, set up in all this process, uh, yep. what else? Also, we have also investors that they have green card, they live here in the United States, but mm -hmm. they have also, like, they most of the time in Europe, other countries, and they want someone to take care of the accounting here in the United States, got then it. we can do that too. Got it, got it, got it. Now, now um, uh, obviously you speak English, you speak Spanish. Um, do you speak any other languages? I understand Portuguese. Portuguese but, uh, from Brazil. Portuguese <laughs> or from Portugal, Brazil because yeah. <laughs> because it's from Brazil because it's really close to Spanish. Yep. Uh, I can I can understand almost everything, but I I'm just in the process to speak. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. So so I'm assuming 
um, uh, many of your customers and clients who come over, one of the things they probably liked about you and your operation is that, A, you got the experience both in Colombia and in the United States, but B, you also can uh, basically translate, and I don't mean literally translate, but basically help people understand the differences one place versus the other and how it's done here versus how it's done there. W w would that be correct? Um, it's very good to have Spanish because when I have an investor from Colombia, from Venezuela, other countries that they speak just Spanish, I can explain them the rules and regulations and even the closing costs when they buy a condo here. They okay. feel comfortable, and, and I also have experience in Colombia, In they, they trust me because they know that I am from an excellent, I have excellent education in Colombia for a great university, very well recognized. But, 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 but Luz, though, Luz, well, um, I'm assuming uh, many of your customers, they, they come to you because you've got experience in Colombia, you've got uh, experience in the United States, and you can not only speak the language, but also you, um, you understand the process. How important is it uh, for some of your clients that you can help them guide them through the, through the process, whether they're coming from Colombia, Venezuela, or, or, or anywhere else? Yes, yes, they, they, they feel very well because I understand what is the uh, taxes in Colombia. Uh -huh. um, and I understand the taxes in in the states and the regulation, and they feel like a, a, also if we need anything else in Colombia or even in another country, I have good connections even in Central America. I okay. do because I work with with these uh, big companies. I have great connections in Costa Rica, Panama, Peru, Chile, uh, and then if we have an investor from there. I have contacts over there because every country has their own rules. Peru yes. has own rules for taxes for treating like a fixed assets as well, Costa Rica, all the countries. And it's good to have this type of connections Then we have this umbrella that cover everything and we can support our clients. So, so, so Luz, let, let, let me interrupt you. What, what are, what's one or two of the craziest rules um, uh, that maybe somebody in the United States would consider crazy that you've run into in, let's say, South America or the Caribbean? Like, for instance, the way you in account, you book, the way you account for, a, let's see, like a building, a yep. property, is mm -hmm. different in Peru. For instance, you had to just to book for the cost, how much we pay. And here... In the United States, you, we need to come like as a business, for instance. If we buy a, a building here with the, that you get rental income, you yes. have more than just the building because you have to project the revenue and yes. to project the cash flow. And then you have, you have a not different value of the business instead of just, let's see, the building costs $10 million. But it's more than that because of the intangible, the contracts that we have in place with the tenants, and the contracts that we have with maintenance, and it's different. That is, a, this is purchasing accounting, we call so, so, it. So, so generally speaking, and, and I know nothing about accounting, um, generally speaking, in fact, I hate accounting, <laughs> but, 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 I de but I definitely like you. 
generally speaking, um, under those scenarios, Peru versus the United States, uh, where are you paying more tax? Uh, more tax. Um, I, 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 I mean, if you're doing that, if you're buying an apartment building, you're, you're renting it out, will you pay more tax in Peru uh, for, for yes, the property yes, as well you, as the, you, the rentals or the United States? You you pay more tax in Peru. More tax in Peru. Wow, interesting. Like like a lot, what kind of percentage, just to give people an idea? Mm, I'm no expert in Peru in taxes. Yep. I just yep. have like a, an idea that because of my experience, yep. but uh, mm -hmm, I cannot tell you the percentage. Okay, so so somebody somebody who's a foreign national, um, uh, and they're thinking, hmm, you know what? I, maybe I want to buy an apartment building in South Florida. Um, what, what what kind of taxes are they looking at if they do that scenario you said? They buy a they buy a building, uh, where they got to pay property taxes, and then they also uh, have the rental income. What, what what kind of taxes? Could you give them an idea, a ballpark idea? Uh, so if they're sitting at home and they're thinking about this and saying, no, oh, okay, now I get it. Like here in United States? Yes, yes. Like, uh, uh, I mean, I'm more an account in the accounting side that the specific taxes. The taxes that I can see are from the closing, like the property taxes, oh, the stamp taxes. Yeah, uh, yep, yep. the closing here costs, yeah. I think I think here in United States is very simple because the taxes that you have to pay for the properties, property taxes. And when you sell the, the building, the property, you have to calculate um, if you have a capital gain. If you yes. when you have the when you buy the asset for three hundred and you sold for five hundred, and you have to see if you get these two hundred thousand for capital gain, and you have to pay taxes. On that, it depends on on your tax break because yep. it's a lot of uh, variables that we had to take in place to make this calculation. It's not that simple. Uh, yep. That's why, like, um, but uh, in our company, we have like uh, experts in taxes uh, that uh, maybe in the future I can connect this person to you and he can explain more specific about taxes. Okay. And no, more no, no. keeping. Let, let, let me ask you, what, what, what about like the rental income? You were given the scenario like in Peru versus the United States. What, what, how does it work on the rental income side? So if you go, you buy in a building, granted, I understand it on the, on the building, but what about on the, on the money coming in from the tenant to the landlord? Okay. Uh, no, from like here in the United States, you account yeah. like a, a revenue, as it's yeah. revenue here in the United States. And at the end of the year, you have you present the you keep the books your accounting books you have yep. revenue and you have to, to keep track of the expenses property taxes insurance commissions yep. uh, to rent the condo and I really recommend yep. uh, to pay the commission to the real estate agent because they make sure um, the tenant is uh, screened we don't have any issue they can have the uh, availability to pay the rent. And this is a cost that we can deduct from in the to get at the at, to get the net profit for the yep. property. Then we got have it. revenue for the property and the cost. Then you get a net income, and it depends. This is you go. This is is going to the 1040 or income tax annual, and it depends on all the income that you have. 
in the tax break that you are, you will pay some taxes. Let's see between 15% and 35% in the United States. Got it, but got it. Okay. The good, but the good of the uh, real estate investment is that basically we can use the depreciation. Depreciation, you don't have to pay anything for depreciation. It's just like a um, rule that we had to um, recognize in our accounting books the depreciation of the asset. And then we book, let's see, uh, for a building, we can divide it the cost of the building, let's see, 300,000, yes. divide it for 10, then you recognize every year um, a, a piece of it, and then it's helping you to the, to reduce your taxes. So, so, then so, you, I, you so I, guess, I guess what number. you're saying, yeah, I guess, I guess what you're saying is when you, when you buy a property, you want it to appreciate and go up in value. But while you're holding it, and, and you want it to appreciate by the time you sell it, and when you're holding it, you 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 need to consider the wear and tear on it. So therefore, uh, the the actual uh, uh, building uh, it goes down in value. Is it, is, would that be a simple way to say it? Yes, but in in books, yes, it's a simple books, way yeah, to only say in, the books. in books, only the books, yep. and then you don't pay. You, you this is like expense that you can deduct from your taxes. Yes. Taking advantage yes. of it. Yes. Yes. So, so, so sometimes you actually want property, your property, to depreciate on the books, while it appreciates in in reality. Yes, correct. Always, okay. always is a rule that you have to depreciate your asset. Yes. Always. Yes. In books, I, I, but really, I, really, because I'm also I'm investor. I have some apartments in South Florida, okay. and the property is going up now. And, but in my books, is down because of this depreciation. Yes. Now, now, now not, not to get too much into the detail, but generally speaking, if someone were to buy one of these, uh, buy a property, and they're going through the depreciation, what, what type of timeline is the depreciation period? For instance, if you get a mortgage, the mortgage tends to last 30 years. For the depreciation, how long does it last? For the, it depends, like for instance, for, for a building or yeah. will be 10 years, 10 years. So, so we, now when we say a building, we're, we're talking about an apartment building. Yes, apartment building, yes. Okay, now, now what about, yes, apartment. What, what about if somebody buys a condominium? Do they get to depreciate the, 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 the condominium? Yes, they have to um, depreciate the condominium, yes. 10 years too. 10 years too, okay. And what about if they buy a shopping center? Any idea about a shopping center? Shopping center is a building and accounting. Ten years. Ten years. Okay. Okay. So, so people now know that. And and by depreciating the property, you're effectively reducing your your tax rate, not the property taxes, but your taxes on what you're bringing in in terms of uh, 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 the rent. The rent. The the rental income. You you can reduce the depreciation. Yes. Okay. So, so anybody anybody who's listening who doesn't live in the United States and you're not an accountant. Basically, uh, uh, Luz is walking you through some of the different scenarios you'll face when you get to the United States if you want to go ahead and, you, and uh, invest here. So this is why it can get very complicated. It's always different from country to country to country. So uh, thank you for that explanation, Luz. Now, I want, I want to ask you one more question before we take our first commercial break, because believe it or not, we've been chatting quite some time. Does, does that, is, is that cool? Yeah, that's cool. Okay, so, so um, 
everybody who comes to South Florida back in the day before the pandemic, uh, you know, you want to go out, you want to do things, and you always want to go to a restaurant, check out something that a local knows. Now, you're based up in Boca Raton, which is the southern part of Palm Beach County, part of the uh, South Florida area. Is there, a, is there a restaurant you could recommend um, that maybe the audience, assuming they're still around by the time the pandemic's over, is there a restaurant that you really like and can suggest or recommend to the, to the audience? Oh, yes. We have a great restaurant in, in Boca Raton. We have Rio. That is a, like Italian delicious. It's uh, called the grill. Have, it's called the grill. The the grill. Uh, brio, brio, brio. Oh, we have brio. the grill. Also, okay, we brio. have the grill. Brio. We have uh, close to the town center. Brio. That was okay. it's one of my favorite. And we have also the farmers table. That is really good. It's like an organic food. Nice. I really recommend. It's very nice. The farmer's nice. tables for me is number one. <laughs> yes. Nice. Okay. All right. So um, we're going to take our commercial break. You're listening to Count of Vultures podcast. This is Peter Zuzowski. On the other side of the break, we're going to start to drill down a little bit more into the whole uh, process. If you're a foreign national, you want to come to the United States, and you want to invest, uh, especially in South Florida. So stay tuned. Don't buy a South Florida condo discounted or distressed before taking a Condo Vultures correction tour. ConnellVultures.com offers weekly bus and walking tours that focus on educating buyers on the how-tos of identifying discounted condos, analyzing the opportunities, and purchasing units. Every tour attendee receives a list of all condo projects in a particular market, a market assessment handout, and unmatched expert analysis. For more information on the condo correction tours, please visit ConnellVultures.Eventbrite.com or call 305-865-5859. Welcome back to the Kind of Vultures podcast. I'm Peter Zalewski. We're having a discussion with Luz Montes. She's the founder, president, and CEO of an organization, a company called Accounting Global Solutions. What she does is she specializes in working with foreign nationals um, who want to come to the United States. They want to invest. They want to set up their situation, if you will, uh, from a structural perspective. And she's based in Boca Raton, Florida. Um, Luz, i got to ask you, why are you in Boca Raton? And anybody who doesn't know where Boca Raton is, it's basically located between West Palm Beach, where Donald Trump has his Mar-a-Lago, and Fort Lauderdale. And Miami is probably a good hour ride, maybe hour and a half with traffic uh, from, from Boca Raton. So how did you end up in Boca Raton? Uh, from the beginning, I came to live in Deerfield Beach, that is very close to Boca Raton. Yep. Yep. And then I get, like, I fall in love with Boca Raton because the school, great good grades, great schools. Um, the city is very well maintained. It's beautiful. Mm. A lot of a lot of business. There's a lot of business here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Now now Boca Raton has a reputation for attracting a lot of people from the New York area and the northeast. Um uh is that what you have found generally speaking? Um yes, before but I think like ten years ago like it started coming a lot of Colombians, Latin Americans. We nice. have a lot of Latinos here in Boca Raton. Yes. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay, so um, be, be, before we went to the uh, commercial break, you were talking a little bit about some of the structure. We were talking about appreciation, depreciation. We are talking about all these different terms and, the, and these phrases. Is there is there anything that maybe your client or your customer coming from Latin America, let's just say Colombia, keep it simple, is there anything that um, that they tend to have a difficult time understanding? Is there is there anything where they say, yeah, that doesn't make sense to me, and you, and you see it over and over and over? 
like they have difficult time understand that when they invest in a property that is mm -hmm. it will generate rental income, they have to prepare income tax return. <laughs> so, so they don't want to pay the taxes. They want somebody to pay their. They want their rent coming in, but they don't want to pay taxes on it. Correct, correct. And then we have to explain them. And also, the IRS has like a, a very good reputation that they are very hard on people yes. who doesn't uh, who don't pay taxes. Then yes. they they say, okay, no, I need you to to teach me. I need you to help me. Please support me with this one because I don't have any idea. Then we are here to serve the people who doesn't understand accounting or taxes, and we simplify everything for them. Now, 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 now Luce, um, around the world, um, uh, different countries have different rules. So when you, if you want to go ahead and buy, a, buy real estate and you, you're not from that country, sometimes you have to buy through a corporation. Sometimes you have to buy into something, but you don't actually own the property. It's assigned to you. What would you tell anyone who's listening around the world and they're maybe thinking about investing in South Florida? Um, if they come here and they buy, do they actually can they buy it in their own name? Do they have to buy it in a corporation? Are there any restrictions? Do they have they have a different position versus someone who has a uh, U.S. citizenship? Well, what, what would you tell them? Okay, for foreign uh, people that come to this country to buy a property to invest um, in 1980. Uh, they create the FIRP tax, the foreign investment in real estate property tax. Okay. It, it means that to the investor with no resident status, when selling yep. real estate property, if yep. the sale of the property is greater than 300000 the buyer has to retain between 10% and 15% and send it to the IRS in the following 20 days. Okay, 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 okay. Just, 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 just to stop you, just to stop you. So there's something called FERPTA, you said. FERPTA, um, uh, yes. Yeah, it's, it's called foreign, what, what does it stand for? Foreign Investment in Real Property Tax Act. Real, Real Property Tax Act. So, so what that means is if, if someone's coming from overseas, they go ahead, they buy a property, um, then later on they want to sell it. When the deal goes down, money has to automatically be withheld to pay the IRS until the seller is able to prove that they paid their taxes. Is, it, would, would that be correct? Accurate? Yes, it's like an advance to the IRS to yep. make sure that if it's any capital gains in this transaction, the yep. IRS get the taxes. Very interesting. The, so uh, Uncle Sam wants his money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and, and at the end, like the TV is no capital gain. Uh, yep. This foreign investor has to prepare the, as an accountant to prepare the, Income taxes and if there's no capital gain, the IRS is refunding this 10 or 15 percent. Uh, but you just they want to make sure if it's a capital gain, they get paid. Okay, so generally okay. speaking, then if, if 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 a foreign national, let's say they're coming from Bogota, um, mm -hmm. uh, and they buy a property, then they end up selling it, they make a profit on it, the money is withheld, so the IRS can get its taxes. What what is that? seller have to do, generally speaking, I don't need the details, but generally speaking, what do they have to do to get the IRS to refund the money? They fill out a form, they go visit somebody, they go online, how, how, how does they that work to, generally? Generally, they have to ask the accountant, please fill out my taxes Okay. Uh, to show, to prove that it's no capital gain. And if okay. it's no capital gain, then the IRS will refund 
the money to this investor. Okay, and and what percentage did you say is withheld at the time of sale? Between between ten fifteen percent. Ten to fifteen percent. Okay. Okay. Yes. So mm-hmm. so j- just a quick question. So um, uh, that ten to fifteen percent that is from the gross from the overall amount that the property sold for, or is that from yes. from what the seller is actually going to receive after real estate uh, commissions and title closing costs and for, things like for that? For the total consideration of for this the the. How much is the consideration for the property? Like three hundred, three hundred fifty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's do an example. Yeah, let, let, let's say it's three hundred thousand um, dollars. There's two realtors involved, so that's six percent. So let me just do some rough math. Three hundred grand times six uh, percent. That's uh, eighteen grand. So now you're talking about two hundred eighty-two thousand. Then what? Closing cost is probably one percent generally. Mm-hmm. Yes. Generally, so you know, you're 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 talking somewhere in the vicinity. Let's say let's say the the seller has two hundred and seventy five thousand dollars coming to them, but the sales price was three hundred thousand. Um, the money that goes to the IRS, what would it be? Would it be based off the three hundred thousand, or would that be based off the two seventy five? It'd be based off that. 000. Okay. Yes. Okay. So 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 if the owner's got if the seller's got two hundred seventy five thousand coming from them, they also are going to get a thirty grand less because the IRS is going to be given that money. Correct. Mm-hmm. Wow. But, okay, so you, but, yep, but it's yep. good because you can avoid that. It's very simple. Okay. When investing in real estate as a foreign, we recommend setting yep. up a U.S. entity, and the entity will be the owner of the property. Okay. Um, now, when you when you say an entity, you're talking about like a corporation or, or what exactly? Correct. A corporation. Like we recommend the LLC, yep. liability. LLC, right. Liability Corporation. So, yeah, yeah, a limited liability corporation. So it's, it's like a small little entity that's set up, and then you own the property with the LLC. Yes, because at the end of the year, we generate the financial statements for this entity, and we yes. take advantage of the depreciation rules to adjust the financial, and with the result, we present the income tax for this entity. Got it, got it, got it. Now, yes. now is this something... Is this something that's common in let's let's say Colombia, just because we're using the example of Colombia? Is that the way stuff is done in Colombia, or 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 is this unique for the United States? In Colombia, also they do the same thing. Yes. They do. Okay. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, now, nice. now, some, some some somebody in our audience, they might be um, I don't know, they're in Santo Domingo, uh, Dominican Republic. Um, did did they have to set up a corporation? Or, or can they buy it in their own individual name, even though they don't live here, uh, um, the real estate? No, we recommend we recommend setting up an an LLC, like a limited liability company. No, no, no. I, 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 under, I, I understand that, but 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 if somebody wants to buy in their own name, is there is that permitted, or is there anything that restricts them from doing that in the United States? Uh, no, they can't do it. It's just that they had to. When they are going to sell the entity yep. for one, okay. they okay. they had to pay and plus in case of that, in case of yep. that is they had to pay another tax, inheritance tax. Got it, got it, got it. Now, 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 what's it, what's interesting about that is the, the the United States basically has an open market. So if somebody wants to come from abroad and they want to invest in the United States, 
they're not going to do anything different other than the FERPTA at the sale than, uh, than for a U.S. citizen. So everybody can – the United States wants the real estate market to go, would, 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 whether you're foreign national or you're, you're, you're from the U.S. Would, would, would that be accurate? Yes, yes, that's true. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just explaining it to the audience maybe who maybe has never been here or, or, or okay. wasn't really sure about that. Now, now, to set up a corporation, one of these limited liability corporations you're talking about, how long does it take and how much does it cost about? Like um, we do like uh, in less than, a, let, let's see, two days maximum, we can do very quick. But okay. we want to make sure we do like the creation of the company in the state of Florida. We had to write the articles of incorporation. Okay. We can write operational agreements for the company. Uh, we can have meetings of the meetings. We we can get the federal identification tax number for the company, setting yep. up and keeping the accounting book. Uh, and then, like, to, just to set up the company, we, I think, seven days maximum, because okay. we can do quicker, but what happened, the state of Florida takes their time to process <laughs> <with> you. <laughs> yes. Then it's... Uh, we, we support the investors doing that for them. And the cost, uh, we just charge um, $400 for the creation of the company. That's it. Wow. So so, so somebody, somebody comes to uh, uh, Miami on vacation. Um, they fall in love with a property. They say, you know what, I want to buy it, but I don't want to buy it under my own name. I want to buy it under a corporation. They can give you a call. It'll cost them about $400. Uh, no more than seven days later, they have a company for which they can go ahead and buy the property. It's that quick and easy. Yes, that's quick and easy. You, I love wow. the United States for those processes because they are so easy. Yeah. When you know. Now, when you know. Yes, because some investors, we have a, um, a case when an investor came, oh, no, someone told me that it's very easy. When they start doing, they got to yeah. stop because it's a lot of um, language, legal language yes. that they don't understand. That's why yep. they say, okay, no, no, do this for me because I couldn't. They get rejected. It's, a, it's tricky, but, it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. we can do very, very easy for now, them. Now, 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 Luz, what, one final bit about this, just so the audience understands. So, so when you set up the corporation, you're going to do that in the state of Florida, correct? Correct. But, I mean, you, you could set it up in Nevada or Delaware or anywhere else, oh, but yes. you probably want to yes. set it up in Florida. We can, we can, but we like to keep like the the companies that I recommend to set it up is here in Florida. Okay. To keep it and, simple, but but we can do it in another state. Okay, and well, why would people set it up in Florida rather than Georgia? Um, uh, uh, is there any particular reason, or does it have to do if there's a lawsuit? Um, maybe you have to be sued in Florida rather than somewhere else. Is, is that a factor? That's, or that, what? that 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 is like a. Most of the time, it's like, uh, yes, that is our reason. Okay. But, uh, but if someone wants to, they come to invest. Yeah. And they, and because they will live here in South Florida or they will have someone here, and will be, will be easier to have the company in Florida. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay, that makes, um, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. Now, um, uh, Somebody who go ahead and they, they, they set up one of these corporations, uh, they, they purchase the property. Now the next point is um, I want to turn around and rent it out. 
So can, can, can you give them idea? What are some tips maybe if you're going to buy a property, whether it's a condo to rent out or it's an apartment building to rent out, are there any tips you can offer to the um, uh, to the foreign national investor who might be listening oh, to yes. the podcast? Yes. Well, one thing that I, I like to see with them, I see with them and I, we review the projection because uh, how much is the value of the company? And yep. let's see how much rental income is generating is between, yep. I believe it's a average of 1700 1700 1500 per month and okay. we project and we see the expenses and the insurance, yep. property taxes. I always add the commission. That yep. is about like a one month of the rent. Yep. Correct? And yeah, 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 yeah. Depends. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then if the property is generating a positive cash flow, I yep. can tell them, yes, buy this property. Sometimes, when the market was so high, I remember someone asked me for advice, and, and sometimes we, can, we had to say no. But uh, those days, we come, I have clients who they get very, very good deals and good rental income projection with net profit, even net profit after, sometimes after the depreciation. And, uh, and always it's positive cash flow. I love yeah. real estate. The industry because of this cash flow. If you if you have more than one apartment, better, even better. Got it, got it. So so what what do you suggest or recommend somebody who wants to buy more than one property? Should they, should they set up one corporation uh, for the four hundred dollars and no more than seven days with you, or do they need to set up a corporation for each property they're going to buy? I think with one corporation would be fine to have all the portfolio. In, okay. in one company, yes. Better because oh. less, less expenses, because every year we have to renew the corporation. That is another thing that we had to do. Like we had to pay. Yes. Like you have to renew it. Yep. To, yep. to renew it. Mm -hmm. yep. And one is better because it's just, if, if they do one per each property, we be like a different reports and we charge by company. But I recommend just one company to keep the portfolio. Got it, got it, got it. But but I guess the flip mm -hmm. side is if you have only one corporation and that corporation gets sued, then in potentially all the other properties are, are liable oh, yes. or, if, if, or ah, at yes, risk. That's true, that's true, that's true. Yeah. If we want to minimize the risk, that's true. Yeah. Thank you for the clarification yeah. because that's, that's what we used to do in the tower industry. We had to split, yes, the properties in different entities, many, many got entities. It. Got it. For so, that so when, part, when, yes, you're right. So when you were working for the telecommunication industry uh, with some of the REITs, that's what you guys would do. You would structure for yes. each individual purchase. And in this way, there's like a layer. There's a buffer between one and, entity and another entity and another entity. Yes. And, and maybe because I think it's a good idea what you said, because when you have different entities, yep. um, we used to do securitization of the properties. Yep. And we mm -hmm. got a very good deals with the securitizations. That is like... Basically, um, let's see if we already have the property and we don't have mortgage. We can borrow money for the company in a very good rate. Yes, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. Now, 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 Luz, um, you you've been here in uh, South Florida. You said you've been in South Florida for how many years? Uh, 15, uh, 20 years. Twenty, twenty years. Yes. Twenty years. So if we just do some rough math. That means you you were here for the last real estate boom 
and then the bust. So from 2003 to 2010, um, what do you remember about uh, that process last time? And what, what did you sort of learn from it from, a, from an investor perspective? Okay. Um, I think uh, when, when we had the bonds, like the prices of the real estate property, when you increase like uh, crazy, it was a bubble, right? Crazy, yep. crazy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because it was a lot of, it was very easy to get a loan. Yep. Very easy, and no so many very no verifications. I remember yep. it was no income verification sometimes, and then because of that uh, weakness in the controls, and then mm. we get like a people like a, the banks lended a lot of money to people who they couldn't pay. And, and also, I remember at that time, uh, a lot of people was buying like properties, like the the value was not real. Yes. That's why, and when and even if they had the value, because in my case, I remember um, I have an offer, like a person was uh, giving me an apartment for maybe two hundred thousand dollars. Okay. And when I made, when I did the cash flow projection, he mm -hmm. was giving me negative cash flow projection, and I said, no, this is no, this is no good. That's good when you do that type of exercises. You don't get cash. Like a, uh, I remember, I I didn't buy this property, and I yep. didn't. Then I learned that we had to be careful. We need to. Yep. Um, we need to understand what we are buying, the value of the property. Is this real? We have to compare. Yep. Uh, we need to have a good uh, agent like uh, one of your company. You, yes, person that know the business. And I think you, you already have good name with your podcast. Your, 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 like they had to be um, support with someone like a, a friend, like, like your firm, you know? That yes. they can, yes. and so, and I so, think so back then though, Lucy, if, if if you were running the performa, if you were you were trying to do the projections, and the numbers mm -hmm. didn't make sense, it was going to be a loss. So you were going to buy this property, overpay, and you were not going to make money every month. Why why were people buying it last time? Um, last time because it was no income verification. It was very easy to buy. And, and, and they thought it was going to go up, so they thought yes. they could buy it, and they could they could flip it, they could sell it. Mm -hmm. Correct. Now, 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 the people who were doing it last time, they were from the United States. They were also from Latin America, as Correct. well as Europe and everywhere else. <laughs> yes, from everywhere. Mm -hmm. So, so what what do you remember about that? How were people rationalizing or explaining what you just said? You looked at a property, the numbers didn't work. You decided not to do it. But I'm sure you know people who decided to do it. What what were they telling you at the time? Because they were thinking that the property is going up and up and up like uh, forever. Yeah. But they didn't think about that they they have like a a cap or yeah or it's a market that is no sustainability for the market. Yeah. 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 Right. And then. And, yep. Now now um uh then, then the market collapsed. So, so when the when the market collapsed, uh, you know, two thousand seven, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, were were did you still have investors, or were there still investors coming 
um, that were looking around uh, South Florida or most of them wiped out because they had invested on the way up and now they had no money for the way down? Oh, my God. You asked, you asked nothing. You know, we have a session. <laughs> we have yeah. a business session. You asked yeah, yeah. nothing. Nothing. The market was basically dead. It was, it was we have a lot of foreclosure, a lot of short sales. Yeah, a lot of people like I think from Russia and from from Europe, they yep. they have a good opportunities to buy these type of properties. Yeah, at cheap prices. When the bank yes, cheap prices. Yes. Yep. They have cash because I think the cash <laughs> was the king after the recession. Yeah, and the US dollar was weak. Yes. Yeah, the dollar was very weak. Now, now now we 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 began this real estate cycle um, uh, in about 2011, 2012, and it was introduced this model where people would put down a 50% deposit. Um, and people have told me that's very common in Latin America. And what it is is if you're going to buy a condo, you, you have to pay as you go, but ultimately you're giving the developer half of the price, and the developer's using that money to go ahead and build it. Is that something that's common in, uh, let's say, Colombia? It depends because now, it's a lot of um, also offer in Colombia, yeah. and we can pay the down payment. Let's see yeah. two years if we buy um, just starting the build, the construction of the building, yeah. the yeah. apartments. Yeah. Yeah. We, they it's a lot of like they have good opportunities. Um, we pay like a ten percent in in two years, and then uh, we can have a credit over there to get them to pay them have a mortgage you know to pay the rest got it uh, got it got it mm -hmm. Could because you maybe get... because i'm colombian no uh, i yep. need to see if it's a foreign person going there uh, the rules will be more strict got it got it so in the united states anybody can invest but in colombia they got uh limitations if you're not a, a citizen or resident of colombia correct Ah, uh, interesting, interesting. Now, 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 Luz, on on this run up in the real estate prices, prices have gone up dramatically, and they started going up in 2011, 2012. Um, uh, uh, who, who were some of the people you saw who were coming here uh, to invest? Were they the ones from last time, or were they different types of people? And what what were they sort of looking for in terms of you know some of the customers and clients that you've had along the way? Like, uh, I think uh, we have a lot of business people from Venezuela, yep. they are immigrating because of the political situation. Yes. They are coming yes. because a lot of them, they have good fortunes over there, and they just mm -hmm. want to come to the United States to invest, to have even start like a business here. Yep. And we have a client, a type of client. Uh, what else? We have uh, Colombians. They just uh, are retired, and they want to retire here in in South Florida because of the weather, because it's nice, you know, say uh, yeah. the sunshine here in, in South Florida. And yeah. we have some people from Spain also. They they want to come to the United States to live here and to invest or to have been in Spain half of the year, half here, like different types of investors. Now, now I wonder um, uh, if somebody wants to come and invest here, can can they actually use that to go ahead and get a green card or to get residency in the United States based on investing in in real yes. estate? Is, is that an option? I, I believe so. 
I'm not an expert, but I, yes, as far as I know, we can, they can uh, get a lawyer and it's more than 500,000. Okay. So, so you, you know what I think? But I'm, but I'm not an expert. Yeah. I, I think maybe what I'll do is I'll find somebody and do a podcast based on uh, that program. I think it's called ED5. I think that's what it is. I think so. This, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'll do a podcast. Anybody in the audience who's wondering about that, I'll do a podcast sometime in the future, just sort of talking about the ED5 um, situation. So, so, so Luce, um, uh, when you pay taxes in the United States, you, you have to pay them on a profit when you make a profit. Um, uh, some people are looking at the condominium market in South Florida. It's different in Miami than it is in Boca Raton. But some people might be losing money when they sell their condo uh, because they bought it, they paid too much, and now they're selling it and they're losing money. Um, do you have to pay taxes if you lose money? No, of course not. No, we don't have to pay taxes. If they continue, if they have the company and they have a loss, yep. and they can have more properties, they can carry over losses. Got it, got it, got it. So, so if you mm -hmm. actually lost money on a sale, you might be able mm -hmm. to, you said, carry it over to uh, future years and use that yes. loss yes. Um, to, Correct. Uh, against any profits mm -hmm. you might make in the future. Correct. Correct. Yes. Wow. You got, you, you got to love the uh, U.S. system. <laughs> and, 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 but for instance, if you are in Colombia or Costa Rica, other countries in yep. Latin America, yep. like, uh, for instance, in Colombia, I don't know, uh, if you, if you have your your income statement and you make a loss and they say, yeah. ah, yes, but how much will be uh, if you have a property for 500,000 uh, times 12%, uh, this will be your uh, income, your rent, and then you have to be taxed by that. This is oh, in Colombia. Interesting. Yes. So, so, so the Colombian government is taxing people who it's like equity in the United States. Yes. It's better to invest in the United States because of that. Interesting, interesting. So, so Luce, we're, we're going to take our second commercial break. Um, this is kind of Vultures podcast on the other side of the break. We're going to ask uh, Luce a little bit about what she expects going forward, because now that we have a pandemic, we have a possible, um, well, we do have a recession, and we, uh, many parts of South Florida are going through a downturn in the real estate market, so um, okay. the condo market. Well, so we'll, we'll, we'll be right back. Challenging times for real estate calls for experts that help you to navigate the new normal in the process of buying or selling property in South Florida. At CBA Realty, we listen carefully and advise based on stats, local knowledge, and experience. For more information, call us at 305-865-5859 or visit our website, cbrrealty.com. Welcome back to the Kind of Vultures podcast. This is Peter Zalewski. This is segment three of our conversation with Luce Montos. She's the president, CEO, and the founder of Accounting Global Solutions. Luce has been in the accounting uh, business for 30 years, spent 15 years in Colombia doing it, 15 years up uh, in South Florida doing it. She's based up in Boca Raton. And she's sort of walking us through some of the basics that a foreign national needs to consider when they're coming to uh, the United States, and especially South Florida, and they want to start buying real estate. And what kind of structuring is actually necessary? So, so Luz, you've been giving us a bunch of um, interesting information about a foreign national uh, coming here and, and investing. Um, uh, there, there's some talk that the single-family house market is doing incredibly well because of the pandemic. People want to leave uh, the condo towers and they want to go into a house. But I can tell you on the condo side, 
the condo market is doing um, is not doing good, especially in Miami-Dade County and increasingly Broward County. So um, uh, what I'm what I guess I'm wondering is some of the clients that you currently have and work with are are they looking to buy houses or condos or are they buying multifamily? What what exactly are they interested in? Like uh, it's good because it will be a good uh, market for the buyers. And then they are waiting more because they, they want to see more reduction in the prices. Nice. There you go. They, think. <laughs> <laughs> they, they want a deal. They want good deals to invest yes. at this time. It's good for them to buy property. Yes. Okay. They are do, do, do you have clients that maybe – um, uh, what, what are you telling your clients who tell you that? Hey, I want to invest. I think the properties are going down. I want to invest. What, what are you suggesting or recommending that they do? Do they wait until they find a property? Do they set it up in advance? What, 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 what's your recommendation? Uh, my recommendation is to look because it's a lot of start coming, a lot of properties, and, and to have a good uh, advice from the real estate agent. Yep. They can have. You guys have the MLS, the projections. You guys can see, uh, like, how is the market doing? And if you can wait a little bit more, we expect to have, like, a more inventory yep. in the market. And, and but, but what, what about structuring? Is it, I mean, you said it only takes seven days to set up a corporation. Um, should somebody be looking at trying to create the infrastructure today if they want to invest, or do they have time because it can go so fast? Because remember, you need to have a you need to have a bank account, you need uh, to have a corporation. I, I recommend, ah, okay. You need I a tax identification number. You need all of that. I recommend that they do right now. They start being prepared, having the company set up, and having because we need to get the tax the federal tax ID number. Registration yep. and mm -hmm. setting up and start looking for the property with the real estate agent. And as soon as it's ready, it's just it's just good because I remember when when you have good the reduction of the prices, a lot of people is going through that property. And then we have to be ready with the company and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How 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 long how long would you say it takes? to be ready and 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 what i mean by that is okay you want the corporation you said the corporation is like seven days now now once you have the corporation you have to apply to the irs for the tax identification number correct right? the tax id correct. how, how mm -hmm. long does that take uh about? that was like if i do because i have a um, license from the irs it takes yep. like a the same day today it depends oh, wow. but it's okay. very quick it's okay. like everything today is online and okay. also, like, uh, we set up the books in a platform that is in the iCloud, in the cloud. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's very, like, even if they had to come back to their country, they can have access to the Got books. It. Got it. Now, 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 mm -hmm. what about what what about setting up the bank account? Um, uh, uh, okay. Uh, very simple. In my opinion, it's very simple because with the passport, with the original yeah. passport, a foreign can open a bank account. Okay. Uh, sometimes in the bank they ask for IT number, and we can yep. help to obtain it too. Uh, but they have to be careful because if they have, they want to open an account with a large cash deposit, it needs to show proof of funds. That's what it is. Like okay, okay I have this cash because I sold the property in my country. Yep. Uh, it's just 
that state to take in consideration. Okay, so under one of those circumstances, um, somebody goes, you set up the corporation, you get the tax ID, you say, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna get, I'm gonna open up a bank account because I need to pay, you know, I need some place to deposit the rents that come in, I gotta pay the expenses, and, and I wanna bring the money over. How do people do it if they're coming from uh, Colombia or from anywhere Columbia, else? Just, uh, the, we have like a good relationship with the region bank, for instance, or Chase. Oh, and, okay. And, and they just come in, in gold, we, like uh, they go to the bank. They yeah, but but, but, but they're in, they're, let's say in this circumstance, they're in Bogota. So they would have the bank uh, in Bogota wire the money to um, the bank in, uh, in, Boca in Bogota. Raton? Yeah. Um, we can open, yes, we have, we have some of the, I don't think so. Like when it's a foreign entity, yep. we need to, we need to go, like, no, as no, far no. as I know. No, no, but I'm talking the about they, they, they set up a corporation in Florida, and yes. they they are coming from, let's say, Bogota, Colombia. Yes, um, okay. Uh, uh, can, do they wire the money from Bogota to the bank in the United oh, States yes. based on the corporation? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, no, yes, okay. yes. I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, and, no, they just, they just wire the money to the corporation, the bank of the corporation, yes. Okay. And how how long does that take about? Any idea? Um, it takes about, like, think maximum two days. Like two days. But but you said they have to prove where the money is coming from. Yes. Yes, they have to okay. prove. Okay. So mm -hmm. so if, if it's the fact it's in a big bank in Colombia and you're wiring it to the United States, is that proof enough or do the people have to do something else? No, no, no. From the bank, no, they need to... They need to show where the origin of the large. Oh, when it's our okay. transfer, when it's our yeah. transfer, yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's okay because the bank also in Colombia they will ask what is this for. Got it's it. okay. Got it. It's okay, okay. to where the money is okay. It's just is that when it's uh, when they are here and bring a big, a large cash deposit will be like uh, they need to show proof of funds. <laughs> Did you say a cash deposit? <laughs> no, you're not talking about a cash. You're you're talking about a wire or something. <laughs> no, that's why we use wires. Yes, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yes, we use okay. wires. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, no, that's what I thought. Um. No. Okay. So, um, uh, um, I I want to ask you now. So, so the U.S. government has put in place. A, a rule if you don't use bank financing um, and you buy with cash and mm -hmm. um, uh, and you buy as a corporation, the government wants to know who the people behind the corporation is. So, so if it's over a million dollars, if it's over three hundred thousand uh, dollars, they, yes. they want to know who it is. So, what what can is you it, talk it, about related to that? Yes, because because the United States is the, the anti-corruption. Uh, like United States, and they want to avoid money laundering. Yep. And they want to make sure if it's a big amount of money, uh, what is the origin? Like, let's see the investors are yes. the like the owners of the company. They are investing a million dollars. They want to see how they get money. Yes, of course. Is anti-corruption statute something like that? Yep. 
to make so, sure we are known. What what can you say to the to the audience um, uh, about that? What should people expect if they're going to come here? They're going to talk to you. You're going to set up a corporation. It, that, what kind of complications does that create? Does that create anything, or or what what would you tell the it's audience? Just, it's just like if they they have the money, they just need to show like what are the financial statements they have because it's a huge amount of money. They just yep. have a financial yep. statement. How they yep. get this money? What are they, the company they have? What they do? The activities. We need to understand the activities of Got these it. people to get the money. There has to be pretty clean. Of course. So, so it's it's effectively paperwork and transparency. So so yes. if you're coming from overseas and you want to invest in the United States, they make it easy the process wise, but they're going to require paperwork. They want to make sure that the funds are um, uh, are legitimate and that it's not money laundering. Correct, correct. And yeah. even and, United and States, even United States, when we have a corporation in another country, yeah. Basically, the the like my company here, we need to have rules and regulations in my um, subsidiary to make sure yeah. they don't make any business with people yeah. or companies that they don't have. Um, they are not clean, you know. Yep. Yep. Transparency. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. So, so yeah. So even even like companies like yours, they have to do the same thing, just to yes. make sure that it's um okay, okay, understood. So, so and it doesn't matter where you're coming from, what country, all the countries uh, have to face. They all face the same type of scrutiny. Uh, if you're an investor coming from Spain versus Colombia versus Thailand, you're gonna it's gonna be similar, correct? Yes. Correct. Yeah. Okay. 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 So no, that's uh, that. That's very interesting. Now, 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 Luz, um, go, going forward in terms of uh, in South Florida, uh, uh, what what are your expectations? Um, uh, there, there's been a lot of layoffs. There's a pandemic. There's a recession. Um, I, I, how 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 is business, and what do you expect of business going forward? Um, I understand, yes, it's a lot of layoffs and it's a lot of um, uncertainty. However, yep. I always keep uh, like positive uh, thinking, like uh, I hope we will get through this one. And yep. I can see like um, a lot of clients, most of them, the rental income is coming. Yep. Like, uh, like people want to pay the rent. That is a good thing. Oh, wow. so, Sometimes, so, 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 so a few, you a few cases, yep. a few cases, they just have like a one tenant or another one that they cannot pay complete. But most of them are working hard and making, inventing, reinventing themselves to do other type of things if they are not working. Yep. The, the government has been helping with the unemployment and with the check that receive all the families. Between yep. like if it's a single person, one thousand two hundred. If if it's a family, two thousand four hundred. That's five hundred per year. Oh yeah, with the with the, with the stimulus you know, money. It, yeah, it the helps. Yep. It helps. Yeah. And and we hope. Uh, yes, I I don't want to be pessimist, but we can be like um, a lot of foreclosures coming mm -hmm. and just but just. Um, waiting for the best, 
you know. But uh, and, and what, what 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 about your clients? Have your what, how are your clients? Are they are they are they they want to do stuff? They don't want to do stuff. Um, what, what's going on with your clients and new clients? My, my clients they want to. It's like a frozen. <laughs> they yep. want to froze things. Yeah. They yeah. just yeah. want to keep what they have now. Yeah. Um, and uh, as I tell you, like rental income is illegal because it's keeping coming. Rental income yeah. is even uh, even that so, we have here a special rule that we cannot do eviction for yeah. now. Yeah. But people is paying the rent. Okay, so so what you're saying is maybe somebody's in Bogota, Colombia. They bought some property. They they came to you. They set up a corporation. They bought some properties. They have them rented out. And you, you're saying the people who are renting from these owners who are living in Colombia, they're still getting the rent so far. Yes. Got it, got it, got it. And um, are, are any of your clients looking to sell their property, or are they looking to buy property, or are they looking to just keep everything the same until they figure just out what's going to happen? Just keep everything the same to figure okay. out what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Got it, got it, got it. And um, w- what's everybody focused on in terms of the market changing? Is it uh, is it a vaccine? Is it is it maybe the presidential election? It, it, what, what do you think? What, what are you hearing from some of your foreign uh, clients? Like uh, foreign clients, they first of all the vaccine, and yep. they have a lot of expectations with who is going to be, who is going to win the election, yep. and how that affects. Because um, it depends. One of other one supports immigration, the other doesn't, and then yeah, yeah. Don, like a, Donald you know? Donald Trump is anti-immigration, and Joe Biden is pro-immigration. Yes, okay. Correct. Yes, and then like uh, it, the investors are waiting to see what happens. So I so can if, see more momentum. I think the movement will really start again in 2021. I don't see many activity for the rest of the year, unfortunately. Yeah. So, so, so I, I, I want to ask you about that. Um. So, so during during the current president, uh, with the with the anti-immigration feel. Um, uh, have they, have investors stopped investing, um, or were they investing less? They investing the same? They investing more? Oh, no, what, 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 no, the what's same. going on in the last couple of years? They were investing. The no, same. no, no, the same because I think the same, and even and I think trying to invest more because people are want to come before the because I think the next period if uh, Donald Trump uh, wins the elections will be harder for the immigration. Interesting. Close. Yes. And everybody so, wants to come now. That, <laughs> but uh, but let's see what happens. Interesting. So so what you're saying is people wanted to invest now because if Donald Trump gets reelected, and based on some of the measures he's taken, it might become even more difficult to invest in the United States. Yes. Wow. But uh, that's interesting. But, uh, but yes, that's the way. That's the perception. My yeah, yeah. perception, my own perception, yeah. is that um, is basically for relative families, people coming here, but uh, yeah. he wants to keep the investors coming to invest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He wants people to come to United States to invest here. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Now, now, mm-hmm. now, Luz, um, uh, uh, 
before we end the podcast, I just wanted to bring up the fact that uh, you, you you do a lot um, uh, for nonprofit nonprofits, and you have a um, you know you 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 you're involved in that world. Can can you tell the audience a little bit about your um, your, your involvement in the nonprofit world and uh, kind of what you do and why? Okay, uh, in 1992, um, my son born with the Down syndrome condition, and yeah. since the, that day, I knew that one of my purposes in life was to support and serve people with disabilities. Then when mm-hmm. I came to it, uh, in, in Colombia, I did a lot of things uh, for uh, this, uh, for the people with special needs. And here in the United States, I started working in South Florida since the day I came here. And okay. In 2017, the governor in Florida Governor Rick Scott appointed me to be a family care council for Palm Beach County. And wow. that is like a public um, position, but it's no no money involved that uh, is better for me. <laughs> just to serve the, the, the community to support families who has people with disabilities to and what, what, get their resources. What the yeah, what was family, the name of the organization? Family Care Council. The Family Care Palm Council, Beach. okay. Palm Beach, wow. Florida, yes. Okay. And, and what, what, what is it exactly? That's, is that state uh, money? Uh, That's private money? That's it's government state money? It's uh, like we managed um, in total in the South Florida $1.2 billion that wow. has to be distributed to the uh, people with disabilities for them to have like uh, education. They can okay. have... Um, employ like they can have a job, job training, coaching, transportation, a company support one to one, a lot of things. Got yes. it. Got every it. every year we have about this a lot of money to support this community. So so um so Rick Scott, former governor of Florida, current senator of Florida, uh, U.S. senator. He, he appointed you as a Palm Beach County representative. You sit on the board of directors of the Florida Care Council. Correct, yes. And you've been there since November of 17. Correct, yes. Wow, interesting. Where, where do you guys have your meetings? Uh, do you, now you do them by Zoom yes. probably, but where, <laughs> we where, where are the meetings? We have meetings every month. Uh, every, yep. The second Tuesday of every month, we have a meeting in Palm Beach, uh, I, with the, um, in the building where is the Agency for Person with Disability, APD okay. building okay. in Zapodilla. Zapodilla, like, I don't know if you are familiar with City Place. Yes, in I Palm am. Beach. Yeah. Yes, right close, in downtown uh, West Palm, yep. Yes, yes. Okay. In downtown, we have the meetings over there. Wow, interesting. So, so Luce, I know I said that was my last question, but I have one more question for you. Can, can you give the audience three tips? If you're a foreign investor and you want to invest and purchase property in the United States as well, especially South Florida, what are the three things they need to do and be prepared for in order to be successful, in your opinion? In my opinion, um, first of all, uh, number three will separate personal from business. Separate, don't, don't mix. Second. As for oh, no, no, no. If I could stop you there. Now, you're talking about set up a separate bank account, set up separate corporations. Everything should be separate, uh, uh, personal versus versus your business. Yes, if they are coming to live here. Okay, okay. That's number three. Mm-hmm. And second, ask for advice. Find a good 
is a real estate agent. Yep. Good accountant. In, or if you if you want to become a resident, a uh, uh, attorney. Now, now, and, now, if somebody if somebody wants to, they need help doing this. Um, can can they give you a call and will you give them some suggestions or or can you give us an oh, idea yes. about that? Yes, 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 we can. Yes. Okay, so you can suggest these are some attorneys. These we can are some suggest bankers. some attorneys. Yes. Yep. And yep. we have uh, in the that they can they are bilingual, bilingual. Yep. Yep. They can speak. Mm -hmm. Yes. And number okay. one to me for me, we have uh, the investor has to visualize the return on the investment. Has to make sure like the property the investment is generating positive cash flow for them. To make him wow! <laughs> Listen, that that is the same. It doesn't matter what language you speak. It doesn't matter where you're at. It's the same. But for some reason, people come to South Florida, and they think that just because it's South Florida, they don't need to make a return, and they let their emotions take over rather than the numbers. Have you seen that? Yes. <laughs> I, I I love it. I love it. Luce, thank you for your um, um, uh, participating. Thank you for your patience. Uh, I think the audience is going to love it. If uh, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, uh, can, you can you give them um, uh, the information how they can contact you? Yes, yeah, they can. They can contact me to WhatsApp 561-271-4862. Yep. Again, one more time, 561-271-4862. Okay, so uh, you 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 can they can text you, or they can WhatsApp you message yes, wise they, or they can, or they they can call you. Yes, it's way. They can call me. They can send me a WhatsApp, and and I'm happy to respond very quick. Okay, so so effectively, an easy way to say is you're you're kind of a good point person. If it's a foreign national and they want to set up their whole infrastructure, you can give them suggestions and possibly help them to get the whole system rolling. Correct. Yes, we can simplify things for them in, in the right way. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, that's Luz Mata. Right. She's the president. She's the founder. She's the CEO of Accounting Global uh, Solutions. Uh, she's based up in Boca Raton, Florida. Been on the ground in Florida for uh, basically since 2001. Did 15 years in Colombia related to accounting. 15 years here. She has her own firm now, and she uh, specializes in foreign nationals who might want to set up operations in the South Florida area, although she'll do the entire um, uh, country. So I'm Peter Zalewski. I'm your host. Thanks for listening to the Condo Vultures podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified each and every time we do one of these podcasts. Until the next podcast episode, ciao, ciao.